This time on Slaughterhouse Princess, Night of the Comet. It was the last thing on Earth that they ever expected. Chris, for the last time, it's like I keep telling you, stud farms don't hire fluffers. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Chris. I'm Hotlana. And I'm Troy. And I think No, really yet, I am. Yet would be the operative term in that. Yes. They don't hire fluffers yet. <laughs> but we all know that's your dream job. A fluffer at a stud farm for some reason. Chris likes horse dick. It can't be helped. I mean I never specifically said horses. You did not not say it. (laughs) I'm not not fluffing horses. (laughs) Uh, Podcasting. Yes. I'm back. I was gone last week, but I'm back. I had to, I don't know, kill somebody or something. I forget what we watched last week. Oh, it was a Hellraiser Hellworld. You missed a Hellraiser movie. Ah, that sucks. Yeah. No, it was my anniversary. That's why I wasn't here. So that's f- fine. Yeah, I mean, you're 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 still alive, which is yeah. good. I mean, if you hadn't been, if you'd come here for your anniversary instead, you might not be. You haven't killed me yet, you bastards. Well, I mean, your wife might kill you if you didn't show up for your anniversary. She's trying to. Yeah. Yeah. I don't blame her. I don't. She, keep, she keeps failing though. Yeah, still alive. Look at that. Hooray. Whoopee. Death by Whoopee. Death by Snoo Snoo. Whoopee Goldberg? Yes. Hired assassin. Whoopee Goldberg, professional assassin. She shaves her eyebrows every time she kills someone. Oh, my. That's how you know she's a professional. Yep. What did we watch? Night of the This time? Yeah. No, well, yeah, as this su- time. As suggested by Brett Sontag, supposed alleged real cousin, Two but also bringer of destruction. Yes, exactly. Also, a cousin. Supposedly. Allegedly. If he ever comes to town, I'm going to bring him on the show so you can see that he is my real cousin. Yes, quite. Good. My girlfriend just goes to another school. It's cool. <laughs> Your wife's yeah. going to be pissed. Yeah. <laughs> She's in Canada. She lives in Canada. Yeah. Still. Still. Yeah, she still lives there. Yo, yeah. your wife's still going to be pissed. I'm probably. I mean, it's Chris. When wouldn't she should be pissed for any... Yeah, I mean, there's probably a plethora of reasons for her to be pissed at Chris. I get mad just looking at him. Fair enough. Your face pisses me off. Read that book. <laughs> Piss face. So make some start- face noises about the book, Chris. Yeah, make some face noises. Um, there I you go. To use my vocal cords if it's all the same. Nope, just face noises. Yeah, <laughs> your Uh-oh. face sounds gross, dog. <laughs> you gotta go to a face doctor. <laughs> nah. Your you face is just uh- like loose or something. 
I don't know. Come on, loose face, read your book. I'm very sensitive about my medical condition. I'm so sorry that your face ain't right, but read your book. (laughs) You got a bad face. Yikes. (laughs) Got a big old case of loose face. Read your book there, loose face. Come on. Your jowls are falling off. I mean, it's better than clay face, to be honest. I prefer clay face. I'm sitting right here next to it. It's not pretty. Come on, read your book now. It's so floppy. Come on, read your book now. I'm trying to, but it's hard just making face noises. I know it's hard. It's gross. Read your book. No, it's not. That's the entire problem. The elasticity is the issue. Yeah. Okay, so make throat and mouth noises then, Chris, about the book. So we start off from... The beginning. Mid- the beginning. Midway. Wow! What? In media res. Whoa! No, not in media res. Shut up, read your goddamn. No, there's a comet. Thank you. And it's uh, pew pew. It hasn't come by for millions of years, but it's on its way back around. How do they know? Where they got a fucking million year old person there that saw it last? Yeah. Oh well, that shuts me up. You just if you go back down through the uh, fossil record far enough, you'll find calcium dust. Chris's calcium dust. Mm-hmm. Look at her. And there are uh, most not people much to look at. Are super excited. Sounds they're, all right though. They're having Don't a bunch Chris. of comet Try parties. to talk. I mean, I you're am. doing it. <laughs> I couldn't tell if they were trying to show us Times Square or someplace in L.A. Because the theater they were showing was obviously in L.A., but then some of it just looked like it was shot in Times Square. Like that ear. Yes, Yes, that famous Times Square ear shot. No, there was an ear on one of the big screens. Mm Mm-hmm. There was. Shut up! People had signs like, uh, the comet is cool, or whatever. The comet is cool. You got the other side that says the comet is lame. The comet is my friend, my yeah, only friend. Fourth sector that's really sexually attracted to the comet. Yeah, there probably would be people that were sexually attracted to the comet. It just stinks of masturbation. The comet? No, the yes. people. Oh. The comet that's how they formed the comet in the first have place. Genitals to manipulate. I mean, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> okay then. Good. You just put the right sadness on a yen. It works. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Because I've checked. You know. Exactly. That's good. Explain it. Shut up. You shut your face. Open it up. Read your book. And uh, <laughs> local movie theater. Open your face. Is uh. <laughs> I'll open it for you. They're having a Midnight Comet movie party. Yep. And they're selling uh, dealy boppers. Yeah. But you want to get the 950 ones. Because the 750 ones lack streamers. Yes, they lack streamers. The the shiny balls aren't as big. And, uh, yes. And, like, that dude spends, like, five minutes trying to upsell a guy for $2. 
Come on, yeah. you gotta supersize it. Which I guess if he spent five minutes up upselling someone two dollars, that's twenty four bucks an hour in nineteen eighty four. Probably wasn't too bad. That's a million dollars a second in today money. I'm not gonna try to figure out the conversion on that. So sure, <laughs> you ain't no calculator. <laughs> Fuck off. Fair enough, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's what Chris does at Renaissance fairs. He's he is the human calculator. <laughs> Gross. You gotta push his buttons. They're sticky. Now, yeah. it's period accurate. One sticky it. button right in the middle. You no, know, they call him the human abacus. If you yeah. Look right he adds them up. Uh huh. Great. Penises. The worst part is when he opens. Worst part is when he opens up his chest and moves the little discs back and forth. That's that the really best freaks part. people out. Yeah, <laughs> that's what gets me going. It hurts so much. <laughs> That's why I like it. He has them on the. He has a little round disc installed on his ribs to slide back and forth, so he can calculate things. It's for more penis capacity. What? Sure. What? That that totally makes sense. <laughs> we uh. Shut up. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Read it. Also, there is a lady playing a video game. Yeah. Tempest. Lady playing a video game. Oh, Definitely no, not the speak. last Starfighter. Yeah, I, I yelled at you to shut up earlier, not now. He was not defending the Star League from Zur and the Kodan Armada. Or she was not, in this case. So, poor man's Linda Hamilton's playing Galaga. Or, or Gyrus. Cubert. <sighs> It's none of those games. Ah! It's polluted. I mean, it looks most like it looks closest to Gyrus. I like Cubert. It's definitely Tempest. Yeah, I know it's Tempest. It's in the credits. Yeah. Cubert. That game made no fucking sense to me watching her play, and I'm like, I, what? How does this even work? Like, I don't know what anything is going on right now. I feel like an old. That little purple guy was just a trunk and legs. It didn't make any sense. Yes. Wait, the snake? No, Cubert. He was orange. There was a the snake. Clyde. The snake was purple. I thought Cubert was purple. No, he's orange. He's orange. Oh, I'm so sorry. Now I feel so stupid. And he no. curses a lot, too. I didn't feel stupid earlier, but I do now. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> that Cubert curses? No, that he didn't feel stupid He earlier. did curse a oh, lot. Okay. Every time he got bit by the snake, he's like, God damn it, son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. But so she's supposed to be working, but instead she's playing a video game. Supposed to be. Yeah. And then she uh, decides to go hang out with her boyfriend, the projectionist. Well, no. She has, she finally, she just quits and sets her high score. Like she's like third. Yeah, and they're all and the whole high score list is her initials, except for there's a new there's a new player a new player has entered the chat. DMT. Yes, DMT. That's a hell of a psychedelic. The machine elves have have placed a uh, sixth in the uh, in the high scoreboard, and she's very cross. Linda Hamilton got mad. She's a superstar. And she goes to hang out with her boyfriend in the projection booth. Old Billy Bart? Yes. 
But she calls home real quick to tell her sister, to tell her stepmom, that she has to do important sciencing so she won't be home. Yes. When really she's just going to, you know, do it in a sleeping bag in the projection room. No, they're going to go all the way, Chris. Well, yeah. All of the away? I believe that is the phrase they use in the movie every time they talk about sex. It's going all the way. Yeah. And her boyfriend pays her 15 bucks. For going all the way. Unrelated. No. Unrelated. Unrelated. Yeah. Yes. Because she's like, you know, if I sleep with you and then you give me money, that makes it look like I'm a prostitute. And he's like, honey, you'd be worth way more than $15 if you're a prostitute. Here's at $15. Least, at least 17 Yeah, it's sixteen fifty at minimum. And uh turns out that stepmom is a real asshat. Yep. She is a V-I-T-C-H. We'll see you next Tuesday. And uh, so the the younger sister slaps the mom. And then the mom slaps the younger sister. Well, first the mom slaps yeah, no, yeah. Step mom oh, yeah, slaps yeah, her. Slaps you gotta go sister. in the right order on this one because this was fucking great. The sister great. slaps the mom and mom, like Mike Tyson, punch out the daughter. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> mom slaps the sister. Sister slaps the mom. Mom just fucking rares back and punches daughter square in the face with no regard. Yeah. Closed fist just fucking jabs like, her one what time. what the fuck is going on here? I've never seen something escalate so fast. Well. It's like tap, slap, punch, what? Yeah. And it's, it's all so crazy because stepmom's like, I don't believe your sister. And she's like, well, it'd be a real shame if I told Dad when he got home that the neighbor had his hand hands in your down pants. your pants. Yeah, because that's what neighbors do. Slap, slap, face punch. That was yeah. fucking great. And like knocks her across the room into the television. Fucking face punches her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she. It was like it was like Mike Tyson. Like one punch, a little Mac went down. The daughter did not punch her back. No. And uh, so everybody's yeah, so, out watching the comet. Oh, yeah, and uh, projectionist guy is like renting a film that the theater has to some other dude who is supposed to like drop it off the next day, so that like he can, so the guy can like watch it at home on his fucking you know eight millimeter fucking tape reel player. Thirty five, probably. Did they have like home 35 millimeter projectors in the 80s? No, but um, like a legit reel to reel movie theater projector is 35. Well, yeah, I know, but I was like, but I how have, is the guy like gonna watch that at home? I have he's one. loaning it to him. The world you have one VCR. Why have we not seen any movies on your projector, Chris? He does, and I can vouch for this. Yeah, because I have absolutely no room in my house to actually utilize it. <laughs> but I do have a legit 35 millimeter film projector. Listen, listen, listen. Take out the ceiling of the kitchen. There's a bedroom upstairs. Then uh -huh. you'll have enough room to project the projector on the side of your inside of your house. I mean, how big is the side of your house, Chris? Could you just project onto that? Probably not. 
Okay. Put it in the backyard, fool. Yeah, I'll just have to project it on the back of the house and you won't be able to see anything. What, what's the color of the outside of your house? Tie-dye. Oh, it's white. It might work. Yeah, allegedly. But anyway. I mean, for, legal purpose, for legal purposes, allegedly it's white. It's black and white checker for some reason. <laughs> it's the most off-putting house. Yeah. I repaint my house every three days. Black and white people checker keep, with a fire engine red porch. I don't understand and pe- it. People keep mistaking it for a five guys. It's really weird. <laughs> they yeah. think they won the race. <laughs> no, I don't have complimentary today. peanuts. Get out of my home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I actually had five guys today. It was good. I hadn't had it in a, over a year. Sounds like an exhausting afternoon. Yeah, I had to I had to sit downstairs and watch TV for the rest of the day to recover. You got to sit it off. Yep. You know what I mean? My wife took a nap afterwards. It was so exhausting. <laughs> uh orgies. What? What? Anyway, so... I thought orgies tasted great, Brett. <laughs> no, Atlanta. Nah. No, it, it's it's bad. Now, you definitely said that before. Did I? Yes. Yes. I don't think they do. No, I mean, like, if you were gonna, if you were to email someone, you might, you might want to email orgies taste great. Oh, never mind. I remember. <laughs> At gmail dot com, potentially. If you're gonna do such a thing, we'll do it again. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening. So anyway, comment. It comes. Yes. It makes the the entire sky turn into 80s special effects. Yes. And everybody kind of wakes up the next day. We're in the projection booth. Which has been stated earlier that it was it's lined in stainless it's lined in steel because of some weird fire code back in the day in case the projector just fucking caught fire. It wouldn't burn down the rest of the theater. Uh, which I guess film is pretty flammable if it's the silver nitrate kind. So, yeah, um, fair enough. And yeah, uh, however, Superman would be able to see through the walls because Superman cannot see through lead, but he can see through steel. Yeah, and the and for some reason the superstar who tells her boyfriend that calls him a nerd because he thinks that Superman can't see through steel. Yeah, which would seem to be the opposite to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, well, the one who knows the most about Superman is the most nerd. As that's the way it works. And, uh, boyfriend is mad because guy never came back with the film like he was supposed to. Correct. So he's going to go hop on his hog. And right over there and get that fucking film back. Yeah. But he gets attacked by a comic zombie. A guy zombie? with a pipe wrench. A guy with a pipe wrench. Who yeah. looks fucked up. I did like, though, that the, the movie poster that's on the door to the outside is Red Dust. Yeah, it was pretty good. Starring yep. Clark Gable and uh, someone else. Because coincidentally, that's what the Comet turned everybody into. Yep, red dust. dust, powdered bricks. Mm-hmm. 
So he gets taken out by a pipe wrench. And she goes to go see what's going on because he never came back. Yeah. She finds the keys in the alley. Well, she goes out the front first. Yeah. And just sees like pull finds somebody's panties on the ground. Yeah, and just picks them up like you do. Yeah, I mean, that's what you do. You find panties on the ground. You must pick them up and inspect them, apparently. <laughs> yeah, that's probably pretty low on the list of things I would do with ground panties. I, I, I mean, I guess she probably was a member of the FBI. You know, the Federal Bikini Bottoms Inspectors. Yeah. Reasonable. Yeah. But she, uh, she heads around to the side to get in, and that's when she finds the keys. And she gets attacked by a... And a bloody pipe wrench. Yeah, and she gets attacked by the comet zombie. Yep. And she uses all of like this the standard self-defense moves they teach people when you take a self-defense class, which I thought was pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah. And my, wa- my wife's watching, and she's like, yeah, that's right. She doesn't need anyone to help her. She can fucking take care of herself. Yeah, and she's not being stupid. She's like, I'm going to get out of here on this bike or this, this motorcycle. I'm not going to stick around and let this zombie keep attacking me. Yeah, she gets the fuck out of there. And she heads home to see what's going on there. Meets up with her little sister. Well, she walks in and leaves the door wide fucking open when she walks in. Yeah. I was like... You've already been attacked once by somebody who did not look human. Maybe close the door after yourself when you go inside. Just a thought. And that stairway was really fucking wide. That's true. It was like a double wide stairway. Yeah. These are the things I notice in movies for some goddamn reason. Uh, It's the benefits of doing a podcast about movies. I guess. Yeah, you see enough movies, you're like, that stairwell. We watch them too damn much. Well, no. The hot doggies watch them too damn much because they watch three movies and a short every fucking week. And ain't no way I got time to do that. We watch them just enough. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, she meets up with her sister. Her sister doesn't realize anything weird is happening somehow. Well, because she's a self-absorbed cheerleader. Yeah. And she's she's trying to figure out if there's pep rally practice or not, pep squad practice or not. She keeps calling everyone, but no one answers. And she she said she was going to run away the night before after the Mike Tyson punch. But instead, she hung out in the steel garden shed. Yeah, the corrugated steel garden shed. And uh, Superstar is like, no, you don't get it. Everything is fucked. And they uh, yeah. they realize that the radio station's still going. Yeah. So they're like, they're well, like, there, there's got to be somebody there. I mean, the DJ's got to be in the booth. I mean, I've seen Pontypool. I know how it works. Yeah. Underrated film. Pontypool is great. We'll do it for the podcast one day. We did. We did. But we did? We did. Maybe you didn't. I, I didn't. I thought we, they required a special guest. No, we just did it. Oh. We could not Fuck. acquire the special guest. Huh. 
I'm pretty sure I didn't do it then with you. Nope, we totally watched Pontypool. It was great. Okay. I love Pontypool. So the off to the radio station. But oh, but they do find the uh, the leash with an outline of a dog dotted in red dust on the in like. I'm pretty sure that leash wasn't there when she came into the house. But as they were leaving the house at the base of the stairs, there's a leash with the outline of a dog done in red dust. And you're like, oh, that dog did not make it. And this and the sister's like, but like, I think I think uh, our stepmom must have spent the night over at Greg's house or whatever. And then the fucking superstar like runs out there. She's like, no, look, see. This is what's left of our stepmom. This is what's left of Greg as she pours red dust out of his shoe. Which <laughs> is like, come on. It was like it was like the fucking first episode of Red Dwarf, you know, when he's like wandering around the the ship, like, but where's so and so? Like, they're dead, Dave. They're all dead. Well, what about so and so? He's dead, Dave. Everybody's dead. <laughs> it was like that's all I could think of during that scene. So we're uh we're radio stationing it up. Yes. They make it to the booth, which is actually a giant room, which seems like it would be horrible for the acoustics, but lots of echo. Well, it would be horrible if there was a person there actually talking into a microphone. Yep, but it's just a series of automated real to real players. Yep. That even plays bed music. Like, there's like even a real to real player that plays bed music under the other real to real player playing, <laughs> which is amazing. And uh, out of the shadows, Hector appears. And what does and what does Fast Times say? Or Chopping Mall, if you prefer that. Oh, she says She's, a lot of things. No, she says, "Beam me up, Scotty." Yeah. To Hector, who goes on to play Chakotay in Star Trek Voyager. <laughs> and uh, he pulls a gun on him, demands that they get into the light so he can make sure they haven't zombified. Mm-hmm. Because uh, he, he's a trucker, and he saw all of it go down the night before. Yes. And he's, uh, he's like, okay... Y'all aren't zombies, so let's team up. Because that's what every, like, 20-something truck driver wants to do is team up with two teenagers. I mean, maybe. I guess if you're the last people on Earth. Yeah, at that point. And, uh, Chopping Mall has taken over the booth and gone live. And she's just kind of jabbering away, messing around. Says, hey, if anybody's there, call me on the hotline here. Which is like four, and it's like 555 4487, which she's like, coincidentally enough, spells hit. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure eight and seven don't give you the same number or same letter. Eight and seven aren't the same thing? No. Oh, not in this instance. I have so many apologies yeah. to make. And also from personal experience, don't call that number. <laughs> hey, did you try? No, I I learned my lesson. Well, 
Yeah, well, there was no 1-800 in front of it, and there was no um, area code, so. What was the, what did we call the number for? Brain scan. That's yeah, right. don't don't just call numbers in movies, because sometimes they're real. Yeah. And they're not like, you know, oddly enough, like movies from the 90s, the telephone numbers don't still go to like, you know, oh, thanks for calling Edward Furlong, blah, 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 or anything like that. No, no, no. It's just some randy random lady who answers the phone and is really confused. Yep. And then it's the it's like 10 o'clock at night and you're drunk and there's some poor lady <laughs> on the phone and. Oh, anyway. And you could just say, I'm sorry, I think I have the wrong number and hang up. Yeah, which I believe is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in the outro on that, too. <laughs> on that episode. But uh, anyway, they get a call to the hit line. And. Uh, they can't figure out how to answer it. Yeah. But we cut to the people who made the call. Mm-hmm. Which is the shadowy maze organization. Yes. Which I will and the reason you say maze organization is because there's a circle maze that is their logo that's on their patches, like on their shoulders and whatnot. And you get a good look at that at that symbol later, and that maze is nonsensical. You can't get from the outside of the maze to the inside of the maze, or vice versa. Yeah. And they are some sort of shadowy possibly government agency. They're like Area 51 type people. Yeah. Alien police. And they were all safe-ish because they were in the bunker. Yes. And they found that even if you were in the steel structure, there's a chance that you'll still get all zombied out. I think it has to do with the red dust in the air. That was yeah. my theory. And their main goal at this point is to try to figure out how to counteract the comet thing. Yeah, like the zombification. Yeah. And they're like, well, we've got some survivors. If they survive, we need to get them for blood experiments. Right. Because they're apparently immune, so if we can pass that immunity on to other people, no one becomes a zombie. But there's one of the scientists. Uh, smart woman? Yeah, who's like, hey, how about we don't introduce more people into our closed system? Because who the hell knows? Yeah. But, you know, being the 80s, she was not listened to. Yeah, they just demanded it. They made her, she made them a sandwich. Oh, I'm sorry. Being any time in the past or present, uh, she was not listened to. (laughs) Fair enough. So, uh, the shadowy agency decides that they're going to go find them and bring them back for blood experiments. Much to the chagrin of smart lady. Gotta have that sweet, sweet blood. And uh, meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice, uh, let's see, our team splits up. Yep. Hector goes to see his mom, see how she's right. made it. Uh, they never show 
His mom, presumably, she didn't make it. No, but he is attacked by, a, like, a zombie kid. Yeah. And he didn't shoot the kid. I was very disappointed. No. Uh, but the kid also did not demand pancakes, so that was good. Also true. And uh, as that's happening, the girls are squabbling over Hector. Yeah, because cheerleaders like Superstar, you steal every dude I'm ever interested in. And also, he may be the last guy on Earth, so I may want to have sex at some point. And Superstar is like, yeah, but he's holding into me. Yeah. And uh, the the girls raid uh, someplace to get guns. I don't know where exactly. Oh, yeah, there's... Does he take him out to Alameda? Uh, somehow they end up with MAC-10s. I don't remember how it happens. I think I don't Hector, think like, drives them out to, like... They know where there's, like, an ammo dump or something because their dad's in the military and had taken them there to, like, shoot guns when they were kids. So... He, I think he drove them out there off screen to go pick up. Like, while the shadowy organization was talking amongst themselves, they went to the military base and got guns. Yeah. So they're gunned up. The Mac-10 jams. Yeah. They're off-brand Uzis. Because Dad would have got them Uzis. Exactly. Apparently that was improv because they did tell them if the gun jams, just improv something because we don't have enough money to shoot a bunch of shots of this. <laughs> <laughs> this apparently was done like on a shoestring budget. And uh, so in order to brighten their spirits, they decide to head to the local mall. Not a chopping mm -hmm. mall, just a regular one. Mm. And they uh, proceed to have a uh, montage. Yep. Where they manage to get the cheerleader like in her lingerie like multiple times for some reason. It was plot relevant lingerie. I'm pretty obviously. Yeah. Well, you did miss the dream sequence too, where she like stripped down to her underwear. Yeah, because she was gonna take a bath in the sink. Yeah. And uh, while they're at the mall, it turns out there are several uh, ne'er-do-wells there who have taken stock over. Stock boys. Yeah, former stock boys. They rose up the ranks, courtesy of the American dream, I believe is how they put it. <laughs> and uh, they head after them. And with a combination of shoes and MAC-10s, they managed to hold them off for a little while. Yes. No, really. Like, there's she, little sisters hucking shoes at these dudes. <laughs> yeah, well, because I mean, you know, you don't have a killer robot to, on your side this time, so true. But they, uh, they eventually get overpowered by the Stock Boys. Mm hmm. Which is a, a terrible band name, by the way. Yeah. Not great. Not my best work, but, you know. No. And they take him down to the basement where they chain him on a forklift pallet thing. Yes, the forklift pallet thing. Because they're going to play scary noises game. 
That's what it was called, too, was Scary Noises Game. Yeah, that's the movie's words, not mine. Yeah, Which is not as good as 90s music game. No, that's more fun. That was fun. Yes. And uh, while all this is happening, Shadowy Organization has scrambled the chopper. The chopper! Because they're going to go pick him up. Get to the chopper. So they're... Get to the chopper! They arrive on scene as all this is taking part. And just when things are looking bleak, Shadowy Organization shows up and takes out the uh, Stock Boys. Because at least the leader of the Stock Boys had started to zombify. Yeah. <sighs> Much like Hotlanta is doing. What? Exactly. And the leader of the Stock Boys is uh, pretty good. Uh, he he has a good line, which is, uh, I'm not crazy, I just don't give a fuck. I like that guy. <laughs> I feel like that could be the tagline for our podcast. Yeah. So, uh, it's our general theme. The government yeah. agency takes them out, and they're, uh, they're there to give them an on-site blood test to see science things yes but uh chopping mall has developed a rash yeah and one of the symptoms of zombification is a rash yeah and but uh, chopping mall is like no nah, like i get a rash every time i break up i have a, like a breakup or my my stepmom is on my ass too much like it's just a stress rash it's fine yeah, but smart smart lady isn't buying what she's selling. And they decide the best course of action is to take the last starfighter back to base. And uh <laughs> which is amazing an amazing sentence. And they're going to handle the uh chopping mall problem. Yes. And by handle, I mean murder. Murder the murder. Thank you. And so uh, they pump her full of drug. Yes. Clear and she, drug. And she falls out. But there's also like annoying scientist guy there like who is kind of just like misogynistic towards smart woman the entire time. Yeah. And smart so woman. So she takes care of him too. Yeah, smart woman doesn't care for his nonsense, so she just straight up shoots him. Yep. Because she started having memory problems. Yeah. Which is also a sign of zombification. As we all know. Yes. Any old way. So, memory loss, zombification... Yes, and so uh, they take uh, they take um, oh fuck superstar, but to, they fly her to the they fly her to Choppa to the base, and uh, they start giving her like a fucking like series of questions like, have you ever had hepatitis? They ask her if she's had hepatitis like seven times, and she keeps well, dodging she, it, which makes me believe that she's had hepatitis potentially. And she's like, well, I've had mono, I got that from so and so, and. Finally, they, um... She got that from boy kissing. Yes, right. 
It's where the mono comes from. It's from kissing boys. Yep, that's why Chris has it all the time because he's always kissing boys. Not always. Uh, just most of the time. He kisses boys who kiss girls who kiss boys who kiss boys who kiss girls who kiss girls. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine, probably. In that order. Who knows? Yes. Only that order. No. So she and then so she. Oh, and so the, so the dude finally like gives up and leaves the room, and when someone else comes back in, she's trashed the uh, the the what looks like an ancient computer setup now. I think it was a Commodore Pet. Potentially, I, it looked more like an IBM compatible, but I think maybe. But, uh, yeah, and so he goes to check it out, and then she hits him in the back of the head with a keyboard and knocks his ass out. Yeah. And then we cut back to the radio station where um, Chakotay is coming back from his mom's place. Dressed like Santa. I just want to point that out. Yeah, for some fucking reason, he's dressed like Santa. And has presents. Yes. Because he's going to give presents to presumably uh, Superstar. Yeah, she has a very specific fetish. Apparently. I just think they just like, oh, we'll just... I think I just think Chikoti likes to dress up a lot. I think he's like a secret cosplayer. Well, it's not the last time he dresses up, so... Exactly, secret cosplayer. And uh, smart ladies at the radio station waiting for him. Yep. And she's now full-on not remembering particularly well. Yeah. And she's like, hey, man, I don't want no trouble. Pulls a gun on him, but, you know, it's like, hey, look. Here's the thing. I know you're looking for the your friends, the two girls. We done took them back to Shadowy Agency headquarters. Well, no, they took one of them back to Shadowy Agency headquarters. The yeah. other one is in the back room, but she's not dead. Yeah, she Because just... smart, smart lady didn't actually fall for that. I didn't actually think that that girl was zombifying. Yeah. It was stupid, misogynist guy who was doing that. It's so she, she just knocked She just knocked out uh, Chopping Mall long enough for him to believe that she was dead, and then but then smart lady shot him anyway because that was just easier. Yeah. And uh, since she can't remember stuff so good no more, because I guess the science facility left the ventilation system wide open. Yeah. So all the red dust, came, all the calcium dust got inside. So she gives him her notes and says, here, this is everything you need to know about what's really happening. Yep. And then she uh, decides to punch her own ticket before she zombies out. Yep, so she, like, pulls a bunch of liquid into a syringe and injects herself with liquid. And then, uh, now we're back at a named facility. Yes. And, uh, Superstar is walking around. We learn that everybody is slowly succumbing to, uh, zombification there. People aren't remembering stuff. Uh, people are wearing sunglasses in an underground base. A yeah. sure sign of zombification. Yeah. I mean, the Blues Brothers 
the, you know that zombie movie. Zombies and sunglasses. Am I right? The guy that got whacked with the keyboard gets on the intercom and says that she's busted out. Yep. She's <laughs> Yeah, that can mean multiple things. Yeah. Like what? Like she escaped. Yeah. Or she's free now. Or that's it. Or another thing that oh. you're implying. Or canoe. Paddle. Ah, thank you, Troy. And uh, as all this is going on, they uh, old uh, Hector Chicote, yeah, shows up dressed up I, as a cowboy. How do you fucking now. remember his name, Chris? Like you can't remember a fucking per- character's name in any other movie, but for some reason Hector, you know. I don't know why. I can't explain <laughs> it. Is it because he's the man? Yeah. He shows up dressed up like a cowboy. Yep. Uh, Doing his goddamn best cowboy impression he can do. Yeah. Which is bad, let's say. Yep. And he convinces the armed guard to come look in the trunk if he likes ladies. Which he does. Yeah. And then, uh,. He gets his head slammed in the trunk. Oh, it doesn't like the... Doesn't Choppy Mall punch him, too? Yeah, because Choppy Mall is hiding in the trunk. Because yes. reasons. But awake. Yes. Yeah, she's fine. He's like, here, I have an idea. Crawl into the trunk. And she's like, oh, okay. All right, that seems legit, she says. Yeah. I'm only 17. I don't know these things. So they uh, managed to gain access that way to the base. Old uh, Hector is dynamiting up some cars. Yep. While a chopping mall heads down to see what's going on in the base. Yeah. And now Superstar's been introduced to two children. Yeah. Well, she managed to escape her captors, get a gun. They're going to... Dope up these kids with nitrous oxide because that's how they'll get to meet Santa and live at the North Pole forever. Forever, which and sounds ever. terrifying if I was a child. Man, you're gonna make me like, I mean, because they have to make you work. You have to work in the workshop if you're in the North Pole. Who I wants mean, to I, work at Santa's workshop forever? You're You're a kid. You've been taken by helicopter to an unnamed underground facility where they want you to put on a mask so you can live forever with Santa Claus. None of that sounds like a thing I would have been on board with when I was a kid. No, that sounds real. No, what they should have done is just stop the kids outside and ask them if they wanted to be in a movie. That's true. Your kids want to be in a movie? It's a movie about candy. The movie about gassing and Santa and blood. Or about milk money. That's a quality film, but I won't hear another word about it. Chris was in it. I don't think I've ever actually seen Milk Money. I need to watch it at some point. You're not missing much. It's terrible. It's bad. But you can see uh, stuff from the place I live, so that's that, I guess. <laughs> and Chris himself. Well, you can see my arm. Briefly. As a, as a young child. Yeah, you can see child arm. 
<laughs> so, There's nothing uh, good you can say about child arm. Fair. So uh, Superstar and Chopping Mall rescue the kids and get the hell out of there. They meet up with Hector. They hop in the car and they go to leave and then Hector just stops. And uh, Team Sister's like, like, hey, the fuck? He's like, wait for it? Yeah, just don't worry. Just wait. He uh, taunts the science men, shoots them the bird, tells the kids to cover their eyes, because he's definitely about to explode some goddamn people. Yep. So, head scientist guy climbs into the vehicle... And there's like, wait, maybe this is what he wants me to do. But then zombie science guy says, fuck that. I'm turning this car on. <sighs> and boom, boom goes the dynamite. Yeah. And they all get exploded. Blown to bits. And then we cut to time later. Yes. Uh, everybody is wearing their Sunday best. Outside of a skyscraper, because reasons. Yep. I, I thought they were... I thought uh, Chakotay and Superstar were getting married, but that is not what was going on. Yeah, that's also what I thought. Uh, they threw away all their guns. Seems like a bad move. Yes. And by threw away all their guns, you mean... Chakotay walks up to a trash bin and just starts stuffing guns into it. Yeah, because I guess the post-apocalyptic <laughs> trash men are going to come dispose of it. I don't know. Well, actually, though, if you wanted to store guns somewhere, that's probably not a bad idea because no one's picking up the trash anymore. So no one's going to think to look in trash cans for things. I guess that's true. And uh, Superstar is taking Kodak picture, or not Kodak, fucking Polaroid. Polaroid, Jesus <sighs> Christ. Polaroid pictures of the two kids that they rescued and shakes the fucking film that comes out because, goddamn, does that not help it develop in any way, shape, or form? Yep. And, uh, yeah, and then they go to cross the street. Yeah, and there's a whole a whole deal about you got to follow the traffic laws of the post apocalypse because the weight of so the weight of society's laws or rules is is now upon us. Like if if you uh, civilization, oh yeah, because if we don't follow the rules, civilization collapses. That's basically what they say. Yeah, and the uh, chopping mall is like that's ridiculous. There's nobody anywhere, and just walks out into the street and then almost gets hit by a car. <laughs> And who's driving the car, Hotlanta? Hell, I don't know. What if what if I told you the car was run, being run by machine elves? There was the machine elves. He doesn't know what that means. I don't know what uh, that okay. means. Oh, okay. The DMT it was driving the car. Ah, yeah. The guy that beat her high score. He's also yes. a survivor. Fifth place. And, uh... Opens up room for a sequel. He takes... Chopping mall. Chopping mall out for a date. Whatever and that they tell would her to be back this. by midnight. Yeah. 
because, you know, the weight of civilization is on their shoulders. Yes, and also, you, apparently you must protect your daughter, your sister's virtue. Because that's weird. Yeah. And that's the end. Night of the Comet. So, Hotlanta, what do you think of Night of the Comet? Yeah, I liked it. It was fun. It was a fun little 80s romp. Uh, I'm a sucker for anything out of the 80s, but uh, Night of the Comet was pretty good. I liked the uh, soundtrack. It was good. The actors were pretty good. Everybody was good. It was shot well. Uh, the story was interesting. Didn't see a whole lot of zombies. Way more sci-fi than horror, I'd say, but it was fun. I can highly recommend. If you like 80s sci-fi horror, I highly recommend Night of the Comet if you have not seen it. It was fun. Christabel? I've seen this a few times. It happens to be one of my wife's uh, favorite movies. Yeah, it's it's pretty good. I mean, it's not, it's not groundbreaking, but it's a fun little story about the post-apocalypse and zombies and shadowy agencies and montages... From the 80s. It's fun to see people who have gone on to do other things. Some bigger and better. Some Chopping Mall. <laughs> I mean, Chopping Mall was bigger. Yeah. And I think it's... It is an incredibly good movie considering the constraints they were under when they made it. I mean, they made this thing for, like, no money... It holds up amazingly well. There's only a few problematic 80s things that happen in it. And you could do a whole lot worse. I mean, the horror elements are practically non-existent. But if you want just a solid little, you know... A slightly above average 80s flick to throw on and just have a good time with. You could definitely do a lot worse. I say it's worth watching once at least. Give it a go. What do you say, Troy? Uh, it was enjoyable enough. I wasn't like, I wouldn't call this like a cult classic or anything in my book, but I think it's worth watching once. Um, it is kind of amazing that you can get a movie from the 80s where the women are generally empowered and take action on their own and don't generally need a man to save them. Uh, you can see like where apparently uh, the, the the guy who wrote the Buffy movie uh, got a lot of inspiration from this movie, apparently. Uh, and you, I could, I could definitely see that. And uh I mean, it was okay. I, I I would say watch it, but I'm not gonna. It's not an enthusiastic watch it. You know, I mean, it was it was okay, but it was fun to see like, you know, like the the love interest from the last Starfighter, whose main job was to make out with a robot. Um, it was fun to see her like actually like get to be effective in things, and you know. 
so that was that was enjoyable. It's always weird for me to see like someone that I know from fifty that from a show fifteen years older than this movie in a movie. So seeing uh, Robert Beltran as uh, Hector was interesting since I know him as Chakotay from uh, Voyager, Star Trek Voyager. Um, but yeah, I, I'd say watch it. But you know, I, I'm not gonna like be offended if you don't if you decide not to. Mm. So what are we watching next week, Chris? Uh, next week we are watching Slugs (parentheses preferably unrated). Yeah, you told yes. us to find the unrated version because you said it really. As suggested about. by the other Chris. The other Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Chris Halbert, he's a good guy. Yeah. So what if other other Chris's want to recommend movies? I'll bring them to the house so we can have two Chris's here at the same time. That'd be fine, right? Yes, I like when strangers come to my home unannounced. Especially when their names are also Chris. <laughs> That's the only stipulation I have. Complete stranger, same name, totally fine. Complete stranger, not same name, get them out. I'll take that at face value. Me and Mr. Habert <laughs> will talk later. <laughs> it's it's on tape, Brett. I Hotlanta. can't wait to show up tomorrow with Chris Halbert. You're both going to be so confused. You're like, man, why am I here? Man, why are you here? <laughs> Fair enough. He'll probably leave. I don't blame him. Nah. He'll be he's like, well, I don't know why I'm here. See ya. I, he's like, I heard there's going to be a, like a 35 millimeter movie projected on the side of a house, but I don't see anything going on. He'd be into that, so that that'd probably draw out Halbert. Also, can I get a uh, like a little cheeseburger with uh, all the, a little cheeseburger all the way with a uh, regular Cajun fries, please? That's a that's a Five Guys order. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say yeah, that sounds good. I mean, where's that at? Who has that? <laughs> five Guys. I don't know. Oh, the person the person who tells us how people can contact us and request movies. Who? You. You. Ah, me. I do that poorly, but yes. Ah, hell. <laughs> I mean, theoretically. Well, I suppose you could find us on the Facebooks because we are Slaughterhouse Princess. You can go to slaughterhouseprincess.com to find all sorts of shit. Uh, we're on like YouTube and Google Play and iHeartRadio and Spotify and all that mess. Uh, Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast at gmail.com. Good, good. Yeah. To send Chris's yes, hate mail. That's, that's the uh, Conan com, the Barbarian. You have to send address. it to .com or we won't get it. Yes. So please send <laughs> all unsolicited dick pics to Chris at slaughterhouseprincesspodcast at gmail.com uh, <laughs> Patreon store and discord.slaughterhouseprincess.com Yeah, that's it. That's all, that's all I'm telling you. That's fine. So uh, come back next time for Slugs. And while their podcasts think about movies, we'll drink about movies. Bye! Moose Knuckle Salt. Moose Knuckle Salt.